Check one, two. Check one, two, one, two. Good. You ready? This is all. Hey, it's Cassidy Pope, Gabby Barrett. It's Darius Rucker. Country. Hey, y'all, this is Luke Bryan. We're Runaway June. Scotty McCreary. Hey, it's Russell Dickerson here. News. Big news from ACM Honors, new music from Carly Pierce, and an interview with Maggie Bell. I'm Rebecca Porter, and here's everything you need to know in country music for the week of August 14th, 2023. of the All Country News podcast is brought to you by Good Sentiments. The Candle Line partnering with your favorite artists to create custom scents that benefit the charity of their choice. Get yours at shopgoodsentiments.com now. And now for the hottest news in country this week. I have a very exciting announcement to kick things off, and that is from ACM Honors. They officially announced their first round of performers and the TV special air date. The lineup for this is absolutely insane, so I can't even imagine who they're going to end up adding later on. But they announced that there will be performances from Breland, Lady A, Keith Urban, Trisha Yearwood, Brandi Clark, Jordan Davis, The War and Treaty, Bailey Zimmerman, and Emily Shackleton and Ann Wilson, and many more to be announced, so you know once we have all of the news on that, we will tell you all here first. But the next exciting part of this announcement is, of course, the air date, which is set for September 18th on Fox. This next one is for all my Morgan Wallen fans. If you're a super fan, I'm sure you already know, but he got rid of his iconic mullet and he just literally took the stage on one of his shows with this new look and then decided that he needed to talk about the elephant in the room and confirmed he doesn't like his long hair anymore. So he shaved it off. There was a lot of talk about this on social media. People had very mixed reviews, but you can check out the footage from this up on allcountrynews.com. Next item of news is definitely one of your heart warmers for the week, and that was that Zach Bryan treated hometown sixth graders to a sold-out show in Tulsa. He surprised the class with the works. They had the best seats in the house and all the snacks and drinks, and they got to have a private meet and greet with him. You can check out the footage now up on allcountrynews.com. It is the absolute cutest. Gave back to Virginia inmates with the power of music. The footage from this is pretty insane. The inmates actually made a video and posted on TikTok asking Jelly Roll if he could stop by during his Virginia Beach stop. And he, of course, did. You know, Jelly Roll has been really open about telling his story and how he struggled with drug and alcohol for many years and was in and out of jail, you know, and now he's one of the biggest stars in the country music world. He has such an interesting story and it's really cool to see him doing things like this. You know, I I definitely believe that some people can be rehabilitated and, you know, be 
a part of society. Like I think we all make mistakes and fall on hard times. So it's really cool to see him doing something like this. And the footage from it's really crazy. He posted it up on his social media pages. So make sure you check it out. We have to talk about one of my absolute favorite country music families, and that is Thomas Rhett and his wife, Lauren. I absolutely adore them. They sat down with Southern Living. They're actually on the cover, and it is the best thing you have ever seen. So make sure you head to allcountrynews.com to check that out. But they sat down to talk about how their house is divided when it comes to football. And it's such a great conversation. Is a major Georgia Bulldogs fan and his wife is a Tennessee Vols fan. And it includes really adorable pictures of their children dressed up in Tennessee gear. So you will not want to miss that. Make sure you check it out and make sure you head to Southern Living Social Media as well. They have some extra video sneak peeks up there that are not featured in the interview. Here at ACN, we love baby announcements and anything that has to do with all of the cutie offspring of country royalty. And we, of course, have more to share with you. Luke Combs' wife, Nicole, shared new family photos and chatted about new baby boy arrival. And it is the cutest thing ever. Make sure you head to her socials now to check that out. I have some exciting release announcements. First up, we have a tribute to the Judd's album is set to be released October 27th and will feature so many amazing artists such as Dolly Parton, Lainey Wilson, Reba McIntyre, Winona Judd, Blake Shelton, Jelly Roll, Gwen Stefani, and so many more. Make sure you go ahead and pre-save that now. You are not going to want to miss out on it announcement came from some of our faves restless road who announced their debut album last rodeo will come out october 20th and it's all about believing in yourself i love these three i think they are so incredibly talented and they are way overdue for their debut album i cannot wait to have this one on repeat you know we'll talk about it all here as soon as it comes out so in the meantime make sure you hit that pre-save button this week. First up, we have Cody Johnson with The Painter. This song is a beautiful tribute to his wife and is giving major, if he wanted to, he would vibes. He talks all about how his life used to be black and white, but she brought all the colors into his life. It is honestly the cutest thing ever. So for all of my lovebirds out there, this one's for you. Hunter Girl has a new single out titled Ain't About You, and it's for all those struggling dreamers out there. It's all about not comparing yourselves to other artists. And, you know, even though this is about, you know, like musicians, this can apply to any person in life. We all compare ourselves and, you know, give up on our dreams sometimes due to fear. And this is all about pushing through that and thinking to yourself that there is another little girl or little boy coming up the ranks behind you who are going to need someone like you. And I think it's such a beautiful message and it is a great song. William Michael Morgan released his latest track titled In Walked You. 
And it's all about how people can walk into your life at the most surprising moments. And maybe you just have told yourself, oh, I'm not looking for anyone in my life right now. And then someone takes you by surprise. It has a really traditional country sound. So for all like my country purists out there, this one is definitely for you. Released his new EP, O-Town. And this one is really great. It's only five tracks, but they're all really special. My favorite is definitely Down 99. I have been so excited to talk about. Miss Kelsey Ballerini released her Rolling Up the Welcome Mat for Good EP. And for those of you who haven't listened to the original Rolling Up the Welcome Mat, what have you been doing? Get on that. But this is kind of, it's like the sequel to it. It has all the same songs plus an additional track, but two of the differences are Penthouse Healed Version, which is performed live, and Blindsided, Yeah, Sure, Okay, which references back to her infamous SNL performance. If you haven't yet, go ahead and watch that. It's pretty legendary. But as I said before, this EP features a brand new track titled, How Do I Do This? And it's all about Kelsey taking those first steps after divorce back into the dating world. And I can only assume, based off of the lyrics, that this is about her new boyfriend, Chase Stokes. It is absolutely fantastic. And even for those who haven't been married, I think if you've ever been in a relationship and had a breakup, getting back into the dating world can be very scary and she sums it up so well and i almost forgot there is a longer interlude on this one which spills the tea and it is piping hot so make sure you check this one out it's incredible it has gotten rave reviews which is no surprise it's the most vulnerable she's ever been the writing for this is just outstanding. So this is me telling you this is your must listen for the week. Songs. First up, Man That Holds the Beer. This one is so fun. It's like Jimmy Buffett meets Alan Jackson. And dare I say, this may be the end of the summer, but I think I'm officially naming this one the sing-along anthem of the summer. It is just too good. Make sure you add it to your summer playlist before we hit fall, although this song is going to be just fun to listen to all year round. The second track he released is She's the Tough One, and he is singing to that special someone who he goes running to whenever he has difficulties in life, saying how he's a tough guy, but she really is the toughest one, and she's always there for him. Both are great tracks and definitely must-listens for the week country music made me do it and she talks about how all the good and the bad things she's done in her life country music has made her do it is definitely your typical fun carly pierce track so if you are a big fan of hers you are going to eat this one up per usual a single someone like you and it's all about opposites attracting and how you know, someone who is wild needs someone who is tame to keep them tethered to the ground, but they balance each other out in the most perfect ways. And I, I think that is, you know, really true in some aspects. And it's just a really fun song. So make sure you add this one to your weekly playlist.
side in the acoustic version of her song Hush Little Baby. It is sassy and dark. It is country music storytelling at its finest. Make sure you check this one out. It is super fun. American Blonde released their latest track, A Man Like You. And the girls singing in it are saying, like, I don't need a man unless he's like you, but you have to meet my standards. Otherwise, I'm going to walk away. I don't need someone in my life. I want to want that person in my life, which I think just goes across the board for both men and women. You know, if someone isn't meeting what you need in life, then they shouldn't be a part of your life and vice versa. It's a really great track. Make sure you add it to your summer playlist. Listen to all the new music out this month on our All Country News Spotify playlist. About our video of the week. Video of the week. This week's video is Ella Langley featuring Co Wetzel for That's Why We Fight. And this music video is one that fits the title perfectly. Ella plays a boxer who's training with Co Wetzel. And it is absolutely so great. It fits the song perfectly, and it is a must-watch for the week. Go check the video out on allcountrynews.com or anywhere you follow us on social media. Road over to our very own Bobby Dixon, who sits down for a chat with Maggie Bow. You can listen to that all here now. I got to ask you. You are the guitar girl, so I need to know who are your favorite female guitarists? Oh my goodness. Um, I mean, obviously, the most obvious answer right now, Lindsay L. I think she's great. Um, I follow her on TikTok. I think that she just her, the way that she doesn't only promote herself and her music and the way that she talks about and promotes mental health and mental health awareness. And I think that's just really, <clears throat> excuse me, very admirable, um, especially for just, you know, women in general to be able to talk about it and be so open. Um, so I would have to put her at the top of my list for sure. And not only is she a badass, love her music, guitar slaying queen, open up, opening for Shania. <laughs> but I just, I feel like I love her as a human too, just based on like, I've never met her, but would love to. But just what I've seen online is just, she so seems like such a genuine down to earth human. Yeah, no, she's wonderful. We've gotten to meet her a, a handful of times. Then I got to see her perform at Country Thunder last summer and she laid down on the stage and played guitar at like 4 p.m. in the afternoon. Oh my God, I'm so impressed. Listen, I, I don't wear shorts on stage. I wear jeans. So if I even attempted to do that, my jeans would rip right down the middle. Oh my gosh. Okay, yes. I mean, because there are standing jeans and sitting jeans and then in your case, performing jeans, right? Oh, yes. They all matter. All jeans matter. <laughs> I love it. Well, I know you're a Florida native. So kind of talk to me about how the music bug hit you and were other kids doing music growing up? I mean, I'm a Midwest kid, so... There were lots of kids doing sports and not a lot of kids doing music, but I'm interested yeah. in your experience. Well, I actually started playing violin when I was six years old. I got the music bug because um, I was obsessed with this show called Little Einsteins. And if you're not familiar with that, it, it's just like a little Disney show. <laughs> Oh my and goodness. basically when you're looking like okay so people who are not familiar basically it's just like a small little cartoon show um that promotes uh classical music and the the classical music instruments like go on adventures and stuff and I was like I want to play something that will open I want to play something that will open a pyramid are you kidding me anyway so I I asked for a violin when I was two but my parents thought I was 
nuts. So I asked again when I was six and my preschool was giving violin lessons. So they signed me up. I started playing classical music um, all through middle school. Um, I wanted to be in an orchestra. I wanted to go to Juilliard. I performed at Carnegie Hall. So that was literally the path to where I was going to go. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it wasn't until I actually started getting bullied at school. And a lot of people asked me why I started becoming an artist and why I started songwriting. It wasn't because I was singing Taylor Swift in my hairbrush. It was because <laughs> I used <laughs> I still do that today. No, it was because I, I found music and words as an outlet to um, help myself heal with what I was going through at such a young age. Um, and so that's why I started singing songwriting and playing guitar was uh, because I was getting bullied and needed an outlet to escape with. Um, so I started performing all around different festivals in South Florida, where I'm, where I'm from, my hometown. And slowly just started becoming um I wouldn't say like a well-known name but being able to like perform on like the smaller stages and then being able to headline the hometown festival um and then moving to Nashville when I was 18 so it's been it's been a wild ride oh my gosh I love it yes little Einstein's you must be a lot younger than I am so <laughs> I love that because I remember when the uh what was it? The theme song was like viral on TikTok or that might yes. even have been Vine back in the day. Yep. If I'm aging myself a little bit there. <laughs> no, I'm 20. I'm 23. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You're, you're a baby. You're a baby. <laughs> I love it. So I think it's so interesting. I mean, I hate that you were bullied, but I find it so interesting that a lot of people kind of have either a similar narrative or you mean a very similar yeah. story. Do you remember the first song you wrote or or why you were finally like, I need to write something down? Was there like a catalyst for that? Yeah. So my first song I ever wrote is actually called When Rain Pours. And it's so funny because it's literally raining right now. That's hilarious. Uh, it's called When Rain Pours and I wrote it on Garage Bands. <laughs> Back oh my god it's like a thing and ever yeah I just made this little loop um and I just wrote it it was terrible I still have like the little work tape of it like one day that's going to come back to haunt me but that was the first song I ever wrote <laughs> oh my gosh so you're in Florida you know what I mean your path was kind of Juilliard like you mentioned you mean going kind of this classical route when yeah. that switch to maybe I wanted to be more of like a singer songwriter because that's I mean that's a very large jump yeah well when we're talking about uh great female guitar players as well as great uh great fiddle players I mean I think it was when I found out who Charlie Daniels was and I found out that he is just slaying guitar killing it on fiddle um and he is selling out shows and just living his best life all the way up until the day he died and I think that was the moment I was 13 I actually got the opportunity to open one of his shows that he was playing down in South Florida. I was like 12 or 13. I can't remember. It was right on the cusp. And uh, they needed someone to play the national anthem. So I played the national anthem on my violin. This was when I was still doing the classical music thing. And I found out who he was and I fell in love with him. And of course, I knew Devil and Donna Georgia yeah. already. Um, and he asked me to perform with him. So I got to play Devil and Donna Georgia with Charlie Daniels when I was younger um, and so that was just the highlight of my life back then. And then I, I would say that's kind of when I m made the jump was when I was like, oh my gosh, like you get to perform in front of all these people <laughs> and get to do this for a living. Yeah. I love that. So were you just listening to classical music or was like a little bit of country music kind of thrown in there when you were little, like what were your parents listening to? Or was Charlie like really kind of your gate to country music? 
I would say he definitely was just because I was incorporating it with being a violinist and like having him. Um, but my dad is from West Texas. So country or classical was always in my family. <laughs> I love it. Who were some of the people that your dad liked <clears throat> to listen to when you were little, if you remember? Well, what's funny is like when I was little, it was like 2006, 2007. Wow. So it was like... <laughs> So it was like right when like Chicken Fried blew up by Zach Brown, which is like my dad's all time favorite artist. Um, it's so funny. Like I didn't grow up listening to like Waylon Jennings or like Johnny Cash. Um, I found out later in life who they were and their music. And of course, respects the country legends. But it's just so funny because like I said, I grew up listening to classical music and learning it. I read sheet music and it wasn't until like later like 2010 where I was finally aware of like oh chicken fried by like Zach Brown and learning about all these other artists you know so it was like I I guess it was just like a mixture of everything yeah I love it I want to manifest you playing with Zach Brown we just saw them at Windy City Smokeout oh my god Jones is now with them so I'm like yeah be two of you like that would blow my mind and then I feel like is a beautiful circle (laughs) right She is so good. Oh my God. Did I just freeze like that? That's hilarious. (laughs) But yeah, I'm putting her on my list of of female badasses. No, I totally agree. So what was the, like the decision with your, I guess not the, the decision. What was the conversation like with your parents when you were like, I'm going to Nashville? I started coming to Nashville when I was 13 and my parents have been so, so supportive and they still are. Um, Every single summer, my parents and I and all my brothers, we would get into an RV and we would drive from South Florida to Nashville. We would stay at Nashville Shores Water Park and my brothers would be able to go and like go to the water park, hang out at the lake. Um, And while I went into town and got to meet people and write songs every day yeah so they have been super supportive and they drove me to like all of my gigs down in South Florida and um to answer your question they were super supportive when I wanted to make the move to Nashville they always knew since I was young coming here was the plan so it wasn't just like blindsided them I was like I'm moving yeah (laughs) yeah because I know sometimes people are like I'm fed up I'm moving but yeah what's something that surprised you when you first moved to town maybe in your first couple weeks or even months I didn't realize how much music there is in this town I mean obviously being being like a a tourist you come in for a little bit and you like you only see like what's in the little area but I guess living here is like you never know like who's a musician like who's working like who who sings like how much music and musicians and, and talented people there really are in this town I love it. So now that you're kind of writing your own music, talk to me about your favorite places to pull inspiration from. I love your whole just collection of songs because I feel like it's super dynamic. So I'm interested to know like where you pull inspiration from. Well, I would definitely say the last few songs that I've released, especially this year um, and maybe a little bit of last year, it's it all comes from real life experiences. Yeah. You know, I am very fortunate enough to have grown up in a wonderful household. My parents have been together for 26 years. Um, my grandparents have been together for 67 years. Oh, my God. That's wild. Insane. Um, and they're very supportive. And like, I have great brothers. Um, and Uh, Yeah, like I would say that every and I'm in a great relationship. So I feel like everything that I've been writing about has just been real life experiences. And you know, like, I'm not a bit very big party girl. Um, I don't really get into trouble. I'm good for you. You know, (laughs) it's like, like, mine is only right, you know. No, I love it. So I think one of my favorite things that you've done recently is your collab with Home Free. (laughs) I thought it was such a fun 
take. I mean, these guys are known for being, you know what I mean? Just the acapella. Yeah. I saw them at CMA Fest and was, I had never heard of them before. And so my friend was like, we have to go see them. And so I'm like, yeah. like whatever. And I was blown away, especially when they do Elvira. I about what my pants oh, yeah. so hard, but talk to me about how that opportunity kind of came to you. Well, I actually became a huge fan of theirs back in the day. I was, I'm, I'm obsessed with them. Not only as humans now, they're like my brothers because I oh. went on tour, but before then they did a collaboration with Kenny Rogers. It's like a Christmas song. Um, and that was just, I think that was like when I discovered, discovered who they were. And I also found their ring of fire, um, acapella song too. Yeah. So I became huge fans, followed them on Instagram, found out that Austin lived here. Um, so I, <laughs> I slid into their DMs. I was like, hey, I love that. <laughs> you're a fan. Like, I'd love to like, if you're, if you write your own music or, um, if you ever want to get coffee and we did, and me and Austin wrote a few times and I think, um, it wasn't until last year they're like, Hey, we're finally ready to be in a place to do duets. And, um, they approached me asking me if I wanted to do a duet with them. Um, so I, I got to pick the song from here to the moon and back. Yeah. by Zolly Parton so we got to do that we put that song out together we did a music video and it was actually last year during CMA Fest because well they had, they all don't live here there's like yes. a lot of them live in other places so when they come into town it's like they do a lot so when they came into town for CMA Fest they all got together we were supposed to do some TikTok content for the song and they they just flat out asked me they're like hey do you want to come on the road and open for us on our fall tour and you know I don't have a manager or a booking agent or nothing so I was like hell yeah I don't have to ask anybody my bags are packed like yeah right right I'm I like I'm that. there um uh, and then they asked me to do two more uh runs with them their Christmas show and then one this past April and then I got to do the rhyme in with them so I mean they just became like family to me I love that. So I think a lot of people probably know you or recognize you from TikTok. So talk <laughs> to me about TikTok. I know for me, it's very much a love-hate relationship, but I know it's also such a valuable tool for people right now. But I for also sure. know that it creates a lot more competition. There is a <laughs> lot more out there than I remember. Yeah. Then when, you know, when I was your age, it was still very much the radio or mm -hmm. watching CMT or the CMA awards to find your artists. So talk to me about your love-hate relationship with TikTok. <laughs> I definitely have a love-hate relationship with TikTok. I was late to the game. I didn't start late. TikTok till 2021. Yeah, till 2021. So I missed the whole about on like the whole COVID thing. Yeah. Um I really wanted to figure out what made me different. You know, I would say, I'm not trying to blow smoke on my butt, but like, I was trying to figure Please out like, do. what <laughs> I was like, I was trying to figure out what made me different, like on, on a phone. Like I know what makes, like what my strengths are. Like I love performing. I love being a people person. And I really feel like I, I, I thrive on stage, but it's really hard to, when you're not performing and you don't get to show that side of you, how to execute that on a cell phone. Like yeah. I'm not a very good, like, like we can hang here, but like, I'm not a very good, like, Hey, talking to myself on a phone, trying to show my personality. Cause I'm like, I run around with violin in my hand. That's how I show my personality. So I had to figure out like what made me different. And it wasn't until I just came up with finish the lick, um, that my viral, um, series where I was like, okay, this is what makes me different. I mean, I get to showcase that I'm a musician. I'm very grateful that I got to go viral and build my following on TikTok based on music. Do I wish that I had a few of my own songs go viral and like my music? Absolutely. But I would say that 
I'm very grateful for the fact that I at least like got traction based on being a musician. Um, and that has opened so many doors for me. So it's like, you can always wish that you had a little bit more that you went, did something different. But like, the truth is like finish lick did so much for me and has continued to do so. So that's my love hate relationship where it was like, I wish something was a little different, but like, I'm also super grateful for what had happened. I love that. What are your thoughts on going viral? I know a lot of people, I know it's a goal forever. Yeah. I mean, no matter what industry you're in, whether you're Ford trucks or, you know, yeah. Jason Aldean going viral is the goal, <laughs> but like, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I've always thought it was interesting how it can create, you know what I mean? Give you a yeah. deal. It can get you on tours, but you know what I mean? I feel like it's, it could go away. It goes away very easily too. Oh, for viral sure. moment. So what are your thoughts? I would say like, like I said before, whereas like I went viral as a musician, I gained um, a, a uh, partnership with Fender. Yeah. So I am sponsored by them. And that is just the coolest thing ever to be able to say that. Um, so that was one of the biggest highlights about becoming viral, I guess. But yeah. as far as like record deals or um, publishing deals or anything like that, nothing ha like that happened for me. It was, I still don't have any of that today. Um, but I mean, I, I don't know. Like I'm, I think it was really, really cool, but at the same time, it's just a number on a cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I know. I always ask. Cause I feel like some people it's like, well, if I don't go viral, you know what I mean? It's what life is not over. If you don't go viral, yeah, I haven't gone viral exactly. in like three years. <laughs> I love it. Well, I wanted to ask you, you know, I'm going through your Spotify, re-listening to all your songs before we chatted. And I noticed you have two songs in the millions club. So drinking to the broken hearts and think about me, why do you think that those two songs have the number of streams that they do? Wow, that's a good question. Um, I would say that Think About Me was a building block for the for the new house of an artist that I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. It was the first time I released music in a very, very long time. And I would say like on social media, I teased it for like six months. Uh, and I started in 2021, like a whole new brand, a whole new, this is who Maggie is. This is the 21 year old version of Maggie, like no more little girl. Like this is, this is who I want to be as an artist from this point on. Um, I, so I think that was one thing that a lot of people were really, really excited about, especially all the fans that I had prior. I think they were really excited to see who this new person was. Um, and I also thought it, it was my introduction to the DSPs as well. And all the partners like Spotify, picked it up and they were just a huge supporter still are but they're they were a huge supporter during that time like they they um just welcomed me with open arms and they were like we're really excited about who you are and and your talent and what you have going on and we love this song and I mean it got on new boots and a bunch of playlists and it ended up being the number one song on Fresh Finds Country at the end of 2021 mm -hmm. so I never knew like I didn't do any like pay promotions or anything I was like I'm just gonna like put this song out and see what happens and it like I said before it was the building base for the house I wanted to build I had no intention of it ever hitting the way that it did it was just supposed to be a, a block for me to be like here's who I am and then we're gonna build on top of this oh my gosh that's insane I love that I had no like a happy accident <laughs> yeah same with drinking of the broken hearts. I released it like four months after. And I think it was just still on that like hotel. I think about me in, and everyone's like, Oh, what's she going to do next? Awesome. So your newest single, take me to church. Mm -hmm. Why kind of kick off this year with that song? Well, actually I released a song back in February called I met you. 
So I'm at, it was I Met You and then another song called Mystery Whiskey Woman and then From Where I'm Standing and then Take Me to Church. So I've just been releasing music yeah. this whole beginning of the year um, because I'm putting out a record this year, a full-length album. I had my photo shoot yesterday. So <laughs> yeah, so everything that's, uh, I've like never talked about it. So I'm excited. I love it. So what what happens when you go into write for an album? Are we getting, I, I take it we're getting some of your older, you know I mean, your older stuff, but what does it in, I'm like, I'm so excited. I can't even talk. Yeah, it's all the things. <laughs> <laughs> but when you're going in to write for a new album, how has that been? You know what I mean? In the whole process for you. What was really funny is like at the beginning of this year, like I didn't expect to have an album. I kind of just wanted, excuse me, to release music every six weeks because, you know, that's what the algorithm tells you to do. So I was like, okay, yeah. we'll do it. Um, So, but it wasn't until I started I would say when like from where I'm standing came out and that was probably March or April, I would say <clears throat> maybe a little bit prior to that. But that was the moment where I was like, I have so much music to put out that like I literally have 52 weeks worth of music. If you if you space it out every six weeks and I was like, I don't want to wait that long. And then you can't count like holidays. So I was like, we're going to be releasing a single to like March of next year. And I was like, I'm impatient as hell. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I was like, oh, because then I'm going to fall in love with other songs I'm going to write between now and then. And I have a very bad habit of like waiting on a song too long and not liking it anymore and like not putting it out. So I promised myself this year we were going to put out music the second I like the song because I can. <laughs> yeah. um, hey, you know what? That's like such a perk of being independent is if yeah. you're ready and willing and have kind of the resources, <clears throat> like it's go time. Yeah, why not? So it wasn't until I finally had so much music where I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm, I could just put it on an EP or like a record. And originally it was only going to be 12 songs. Um, and at the time we only had like 10. Um, so I was just like, okay, the goal would be 12 because that just sounds like a really good like album. Like, yeah. <laughs> but who knows now? With like 36, I'll like songs. Oh God, like, that's, too many. that's too many. Too <laughs> many. My attention span is not that long. Yeah, um, thank you, mine either. But- <laughs> But I was like, okay, 12 will be the goal. And then I kind of sat down and like, I looked at the common theme and I was like, okay, I have a lot of songs that like talk about life. A lot of songs talk about love. Like I said, I'm in a great relationship. So I don't write about breakups. Uh, And I was like, it all kind of just like has this common theme. So I was like, okay, this will be what the record theme will be about. And so then, then it was my goal after that, once we established that was what am I missing? What do I have too much of? What do I not have enough of? So then, then we kind of started putting in the puzzle pieces and I got 12 songs and then I was like, cool, the record's done. We'll just start like recording it. And then I wrote two songs um, that I was like, I cannot have this record without these two songs. So now this, now the record is 14 songs. <laughs> hey, that's still not that bad. I just can't do these like 25 plus. I'm such no. a quality over quantity girl. Sorry yeah. to anybody that has long albums, wink, wink. But like, it's just too much for me. Like I want to be able to yeah. sit and like really absorb everything. So I feel like 14 is the perfect number. Yeah, I'm excited. I haven't, what's funny is like, I released records when I was really young. Like when I was 13, I started releasing full length projects and it wasn't until like a few years ago where I was releasing singles because that's, you know, what I was told the thing was to do. And I think for me, like as an artist, it's really nice to be able to go back to your roots and be like, you know, what worked and what made me feel like I'm an artist and what makes me feel like I'm still true to myself. Um, and that was like putting out project, putting out a project after not doing it for years, you know? So I'm, I'm really, really excited to, to do that. I love it. So to wrap things up here, 
how does it feel to be a part of this really awesome kind of new wave of strong women in Nashville? I feel like I have not seen a wave of such talented Mm -hmm. and, you know, I mean, special ladies in in, uh, Nashville since I was little. So kind of talk to me about that community. I just feel like just honored that they think I'm cool enough to like sit at the table. (laughs) You know, honestly, I just feel really grateful to be a part of it. I think being a woman in today's day and age is just like so exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's definitely a big road and a big path for us like there wasn't before. Um, And I'm also, you know, being a woman, you always think that they're going to be so catty and everyone's kind of just like out for themselves, but it's been so refreshing and so nice. Like, have women of all different kind of calibers and all different kind of like ranks, I guess, in the music industry, artists, label execs, what, however, um, to just like really open their arms and just be like, no, like I got you. Like, it doesn't matter how small your following is or how big it is or like who you are. It's like, no, we're all going to be inclusive and in this together. And that has just been so refreshing and so wonderful to be a part of, honestly. I want to take another moment to share even more about Good Sentiments. This candle line is really special. Partnering with your favorite musicians and their favorite charities makes every Good Sentiments candle the perfect gift for any country music lover and any occasion. Some of my favorite candles are Slot Machine by Caleb Lee Hutchinson, Come On In by Track 45, and Yours Tonight by Walker County. There are so many more to choose from, and $5 from every candle sold goes to a worthy charity. Get yours today at shopgoodsentiments.com. Good sentiments. That's all the country news I have for you this week. Visit allcountrynews.com for more news and content from your favorite artists. I'm Rebecca Porter, signing off for All Country News. My name is Rebecca Porter. I run Women of Country Edits and Marin's Girls on Instagram. Both seek to celebrate women in the music industry and all things girl power. Thanks for listening. The All Country News Podcast is produced by Horseshoe Media. You can submit your artist, organization, or event to us at allcountrynews.com for a chance to be featured. If you loved this episode, please rate and review our podcast wherever you're listening. Shout out to our friends Track 45 who recorded our amazing theme music for this podcast. All Country News. For more, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at All Country News. Visit us at allcountrynews.com to join our birthday club where you just might get a huge surprise from one of your favorite artists on your birthday. Subscribe to our weekly industry newsletter to get all the news you just heard in this podcast even earlier, delivered straight to your inbox. And check out a new episode every Tuesday right here. All Country.